Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, September 14th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to the best dentist you've ever seen. That is Dr. Mike O'Neill, my only dentist the last 26 years. His entire team's fantastic. Again, 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts 0-1 on the season after losing a game you had to win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars suck. So what do the, what do the Colts have to do this week to get ready to play the Vikings? What adjustments do they have to make to be able to enter week three with a 1-1 one one record? If you're 0-2, really, really tough to get to the playoffs. We know that. If you're 1-1, the path is still clear, especially in the AFC South. So let's talk about the 10 adjustments that need to be made for the Colts to move forward and bask in glorious victory. Number 10, you've got to run the ball more often and you've got to run it more effectively. The Vikings allowed the Packers to run for 158 yards yesterday. It's critical for the Colts to be able to control the football. And I know that with Phillip Rivers, you're doing that anyway. You're throwing swing passes that are kind of de facto run plays. I get it. But you've got to be able to hand the ball off and expect a running back to be able to get you a few yards and put you in front of the chains. Once Marlon Mack was done, the Colts held themselves to 45 yards rushing. That is impermissible, wrong, cannot do it. You cannot win. This team cannot win that way because they're not going to be able to throw the ball downfield. You can get chunk plays, but those are going to be, you're going to have to hit a receiver in space and let him get yak in order to get a chunk play because Phillip Rivers is not capable of throwing the ball far enough and completing a contested pass often enough for the Colts to be able to figure out how to matriculate the ball down the field in that method. Number nine, Xavier Rhodes either has to improve dramatically or the Colts have got to make a deal. Like the one that they they turned, Ryan, this is Ryan Grigson too, where they went out and got Vontae Davis. You have got to have a quarterback who can play football. If you have a quarterback like what Xavier Rhodes showed himself to be yesterday in one game, 
So I'm not saying he's got to go. Wave him. Outright him. I'm not saying that. But Xavier Rhodes has to play better football or you got to get a guy who can. Number eight, Rivers has to take what's there and dump it. When he had open receivers yesterday, Rivers was 30 for 30. Didn't throw an incompletion. When he threw into coverage, it wasn't so good. Every game that the Chargers, his Chargers, uh, chalked up two picks or more, the Chargers lost. They were 0-6 in those games. In games where Rivers threw one pick or none, they were 5-5. Five and five. That's the stark difference between turning the ball over and not turning the ball over. Yesterday, Phillip Rivers' two interceptions led to 10 points. The Colts lost by seven. You do the math, all right? Uh, number seven, Reich has got to be able to accept points when they are given to him, as they were yesterday in the second offensive drive of the game. Colts inside the five, it's fourth and one. They're up seven, nothing. Take the points. If you have a chance to put a team down two scores, you do it because that Philip Rivers proofs your team. That's what should have happened. Frank Reich, take the points. Number six, get the Vikes down, keep them down. Yesterday, the Vikings scored 10 in the first three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, where they had to ratchet things up in that offense, Kirk Cousins did exactly that, and the Vikings scored 24 points. Three scores, they converted all three two-point conversions. So if you have a chance to get them down, you have got to keep them down. Number five, you have got to generate turnovers. No turnovers yesterday. You lost the turnover battle. You lost the game. There is no statistic in the National Football League more important to winning and losing than turnovers. You have got to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. You have to have his clock speed up, and then he's going to make mistakes. This is not the defense that the Colts run, though. Matt Eberflus's defense is bend, don't break. That's what he wants to have happen. Underneath throws, what happened yesterday with Gardner Minshew, that's what this defense is designed to do. Let a guy go 19 of 20 for 170 yards. That's okay. That's not going to beat you unless you got a quarterback who's going to throw the ball to the other guys. Number four, you have to get the ball to Jonathan Taylor more often. It doesn't take a genius, a football genius, to watch Jonathan Taylor with the football and say, my God, is that guy dynamic? Is that guy electric? Look at him with the football. Look at him go. And this is in the NFL. This isn't at Wisconsin where you're playing against Indiana and Purdue and, you know, Nebraska, for God's sake. This is in the NFL where you're playing against the best of the best. And still, Jonathan Taylor looks like a guy who can take it to the house every time he touches a ball. You have got to get the ball to him. Get it to him in space. Get it to him in the backfield. Let him figure it out. You have got to get this guy reps, and you've got to put him in a position where he can help your team do what otherwise it cannot do, and that is be a dynamic offense. Uh, Number three, changing the defensive scheme is not going to happen. I would love to see it happen because I think that the Colts are built structurally to kind of go get teams, but Matt Eberflus is not about going and getting them. What Matt Eberflus is about is securing the ball carrier. You have got to be a sure tackling team. You have to make your reads correctly, and you cannot allow chunk plays. The Colts, it wasn't Ben don't break. It was Ben, Ben then break, like Dan Dockich says. I think he's trademarked 
that phrase. So we've got to credit Dan. It's bend, then break with the Colts. That is not going to work. So what the Colts have to do, because they're not going to change defensive coordinators. It's just not the way they're built. They do not respond hysterically to a momentary setback, right? A week one setback is not going to cause uh, a rethinking of the entire defensive structure of the team and schematics. What they've got to do is execute perfectly the scheme that Matt Eberflus coaches. And if they don't do that, it's going to be a long year. Number two, we'll get to that in a minute. Number two, no Jacoby Brissett. What the hell is that? Jacoby Brissett is not fast. You know, if you've got Michael Vick back there, or if you've got the kid from New Orleans back there, you've you got a chance to do a bunch of things. Jacoby Brissett is not elusive. He's powerful. He's lumbering. He, he throws it to the guys wearing a horseshoe. He does that. That's what he does well. Philip Rivers needs to do everything just a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's never going to be a guy who gets 70 yards rushing a game. He's not Kyler Murray. So don't ask him to be Kyler Murray. Six-yard loss. It was ridiculous. Don't do that. If you wanted this guy as your quarterback, there he is at like $21 million for the year to be your quarterback. You didn't, so you went out and got Philip Rivers. Take Philip Rivers. If you want to do that, if you want to do some RPO stuff and see what happens, activate Chad Kelly and bring him in to do it because he is better physically equipped to run that style of offense than Jacoby Brissett is. What are you doing? Why would you knowingly put a guy in the And what do you think the Jaguars are thinking? Are, are they thinking, okay, they're in the red zone. They put Brissett in. They took out Rivers. Rivers is a red zone quarterback, right? He's really good at that. He is very, very accurate. And he's not going to be asked to throw the ball downfield in the red zone. So this is where he should really shine. So you pull him, put in Brissett. What do you think the Jags are thinking? That he's you're going to have him run a play that Rivers would run? Why do that? Why bring Brissett in to do that? No. What he's going to do is RPO. Did it work? No, because that is not who Jacoby Brissett is. That's the way that is. Number one, this I think is critical to your enjoyment of this football season. What you got to do is dial back the expectations. Every single year we do this. Every year we say, oh, this is the year. They've got the talent. They've got the coaching. It's unbelievable what they've got. The tools offensively and the attack mentality of the defense. And Frank Reich is the right guy. Why do we think Frank Reich's the right guy? Other than he's a really, really nice guy. And he's a Christian guy who ran a, you know, a theological uh, place. Is that why? At what point has he been a head coach in the NFL and, and you said, you know what, that's the guy. Has that happened? Sure, they went to the playoffs once, but Andrew Luck got healthy and he got hot. Other than that, 7-9, 7-9. This year, what are they going to be? We sit back like idiots. I sat back like a chump last week and predicted that this team was going to go 11-5. and five. There is no chance in hell that that team's going 11-5. and five. And, and shame on me. Because this team is just like the others. That's what this is. This is, this is Groundhog Day 
But we expect, we hear, like the movie, we hear Sonny and Cher coming out of the clock radio and we think, oh, hey, it's a new day. No, it isn't. It's the same day. It's the same team. It's the same offensive scheme. It's the same defensive scheme. It's mostly the same players. They went out and got a 38-year-old quarterback who has not taken, he over the last six years with the Chargers, took one of those teams to the postseason. One in 2018. He is a guy who is more likely to lead the NFL in interceptions than he is to go to the postseason. That's who Phillip Rivers is today. Do we like him? He's a wonderful guy. Great father. Great dad. Really good human being. Love talking to him over the Zoom calls. Does that mean he can play quarterback? Hell no. And yesterday, and and I told you this, when he was at camp, he would throw like 40 balls, and they're right on the money. I mean right on the money, like laser targeted on the money. And then a couple of times, at least once, maybe twice, he made a bad read, and he threw it to the defense. That's what you're going to get with Phillip Rivers. He's going to play well enough to win you games other than those two plays a game where he throws it to the other guys and he throws such a catchable ball that they're going to come down with it. We saw with Andrew Locke, how many balls did he throw to the defense, but he threw them so damn hard that they couldn't catch him. These are easy caught interceptions. And that is how Phillip Rivers gets you hurt. Those are the, so we got to dial it back. We got to understand this seven and nine team. And if they go eight and eight, we celebrate. If they go nine and seven, you know what? We we have a parade. If they go ten and six, my God Almighty! First of all, they're not going to go ten and six. They're going to go nine and seven at best, and maybe that gets them into the playoffs. That's who they are, and as long as we adjust our expectations, they are going to be able to meet them. If we don't, if we expect twelve and four or eleven and five. We're going to be sorely disappointed, and we're going to be in the same jackpot next year saying the same damn thing. Our changes forthcoming, they better be. If this season ends as it has started, then this is a problem, and somebody's got to be held accountable. Because if you're not going to, then why was Ryan Grigson fired, and why was Chuck Pagano fired? If this team can't elevate its level of play to where it can win the AFC South, what the hell are we doing here? right? With this level of talent, great drafts by Chris Ballard. Where's the wins? You got to win games. You can't declare victory in late April. That's not the championship that matters. The championship that matters comes in February. And if the Colts don't get their heads out of their asses, you know what? April is going to be a place that we look ahead to instead of January. That is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. I'm sorry it was so dire and so unpleasant, but when the Colts lose, what are we going to do? Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. I hope to have some good news about the Big Ten and the football season perhaps starting on October 17th. And if Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, and Rutgers don't want to play, adios. Don't need you. Don't let the, the door hit you on the ass. That's fine by me. We'll talk about that. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Can't wait. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.